Welcome to the show, everyone. This hour, we talk all about mortgages. We'll talk about the process of obtaining a mortgage. We'll cover refinancing, interest rates, and all kinds of fun stuff. In studio with me today, we have Deanie Stubing, a mortgage broker and personal friend of mine for Mortgage Intelligence. Good morning, Deanie. Morning, Dan. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's uh, it's always fun to get uh, get uh, guests in here live with me on Sunday mornings. So I'm happy you uh, you came in. Myself as well. Are you normally a morning person? Not on Sundays. No. <laughs> well, today is a different day. Yeah. So we are going to talk all about mortgages today. If anybody has any questions, you can call us live in the studio, 519-792-2559. That's 519-792-CKLW. You can email them my way at dan at dangemis.com, and you can uh, you can go to Facebook as well, okay? So, um, and, and might I also add, uh, we're going to mention Deanie's um, contact info throughout the show multiple times. It's also on our website in the people we trust section okay so it's it's all there so tell us about yourself Dini. you've been in business quite a while i've known you for many years yes well i've been in the mortgage industry in total about 25 years possibly even 26 now and you're only 29 years old yeah exactly That's fantastic <laughs> i was wondering if you'd catch yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> um and i've been mortgage brokering for about 15 years okay yeah so, so a long time. A long time. The industry has changed quite a bit since then, hasn't it? It's changed so much, especially in the last three years. What, what are you noticing um, as some of the largest changes? The largest changes, and I'm sure you're noticing them as well, is just all the new guidelines that the government's imposed on the on all the banks and lenders. It's making it pretty tough compared to what we used to be able to do. So give, give folks an idea as to what, what exactly uh, has changed. Um, they've they've changed for a few quite a few things. One of the things is the amortization we're allowed to use, so yeah. which sets someone's payment to be higher or lower. So that's changed. Um, guidelines for the applicants have changed, you know, requiring minimum credit scores, um, type of credit on the bureau, um, down payments. We had zero percent down for quite a while, which was great for the market. That's gone now. Um, income that we're allowed to use. You know, document documentation that we're required to get. That's pretty hefty now. People get pretty annoyed with that. Yeah, it's one of those things <laughs> like where yourself. You know, I, I <laughs> it is. You know, it's a lot of extra hoops. But at the end of the day, you know, the way I look at it is, it's probably for the better. Well, it is for the it's, market it's in general. Yeah, it's to protect the economy, right? right. Because the, the money that the banks are using is, you know, part of of our entire economy. Exactly. And plus, huge, huge uh, fraud protection. You know, there's more and more of that every day. Yes, there is. So you're a mortgage broker. Why don't you give folks out there an idea, uh, you know, what's the difference between a broker and, and the bank direct? So being a broker, we have access to the majority of the banks, mortgage companies, credit unions in Canada. Yeah. So if you go to a bank, you're going to get their mortgage, their advice based on just their product. If you come to someone like myself, we have access to most of the mortgage companies and banks in the country. Um, which is which is huge. So you look, you you've got dozens of lenders that you can work with. Yeah, like we t- we typically say we have more than fifty. You know, of course, there's a smaller pool that we use you that we prefer, use, yeah. Yeah. right? But a lot um, of lenders. Can you tell us about your approval process? So when someone is getting ready to, um, you know, house shop, first thing we'll do is we'll send them to a mortgage person. So give us that process. What do you what do you go through with them? Well, the first thing you always want to do is have you know, someone become pre-approved. Yes. Just to make sure, number one, is their credit satisfactory? You don't want to find out the last minute there's a problem, something that might take months to fix. Yeah. Um, and also to see what they qualify for and what they're comfortable with. Which, yeah, which is huge. What kind of documents necessarily are, uh, are, are I should say, are necessary for, for a buyer to uh, to purchase? 
Well, when you buy a home, you need, and it depends on type of job they have. Yeah. But in general, you know, we, we have their basic application, which is going to be all their personal information and their credit. Then we need a letter of employment, a pay stub. Um, some cases will need bank statements to confirm that their pays are actually going in there. Um, the last one or two years, income taxes need to be done as well. So we'll wow. need that. And then, and then the one of the larger checks is to verify the source of their down payment. Yes. And so, you know, and in, in we have so many, I have so many questions. I have four pages of questions. We're still on <laughs> question number three. But um, uh, just to skip ahead a little bit, down payments. Yes. Um, and you say source of down payments. So let's, let's talk about that well, for, for a couple seconds. You know, the general rule is that you we have to show that the customer has their, have saved their own down payment. So there are exceptions to that rule. But in general, we have to show that a 90-day history on where this money is coming from. So if it's someone's bank account they've saved, we have to show three, uh, a three-month history in their bank account or their RSPs. Um, there are some cases where people can borrow their down payment yeah. if they qualify to carry that extra payment. And then we have the the nice fallback as where where we can uh, we can allow someone to have a gift down payment from an immediate family member, yeah. but and now some of the new guidelines are having us um, the need to prove where the gift is coming from, not just a letter saying it's from my parents. We have to prove the parents have the money as well now in some cases. Wow! So that's you know one of the changes that we've been seeing. You wonder why if mom and dad want to give me the money, who cares where they got it well, from? Well, you know what? Not... It's, it's the the uh, the anti money laundering act. Oh. So there, you know, there's so many. You don't see a lot of this in Windsor, but there's a lot of so much fraud going on and people using um, mortgages and homes to launder their money. So they they need to make sure that the money is legitimate. <laughs> um. I'm writing myself a note because I have a question for you off okay. the air. Uh, <laughs> uh, you mentioned credit scores. Yes. What What are lenders looking for well, um, now, typically? The it, and it that depends on um, a lot of different factors. Number one being how much money they're putting down. So in general, a new guideline is someone's credit score to get a regular mortgage, which would mean you know from a regular bank and a good rate. You you must be a minimum of six hundred. With that said, someone's five percent down. There's not a lot of. It's pretty tough to get it done at six hundred. Yeah, you might need it to be six thirty, six forty. So the the more money you have down, if you have ten percent down, then maybe we can get closer to the lower range. Okay. Is there a magic number that once you see someone's credit score, you're like, okay, we're fi- we're fine? Um, not. There used to be when the systems were aut- were automatic. <laughs> okay. Can you hear that in the background, phone. Kyle? Can you hear that? That is, this is creepy. I just bought, got, sure <laughs> excuse me a sec. Keep talking, <laughs> So, um, the, uh. I have to explain. No, so, I just got my new iPhone, and that was Siri jumping in in the background. I don't oh, know why. Oh, she's answering my question. She's answering your is question. <laughs> Typically, if I say, hey, Siri, she jumps in. Yeah. But that's funny. She thought Sorry. you were asking her. <laughs> oh, that's funny. We were funny. talking about what? Credit scores. Credit yes, scores. Is there a magic number that, that people... There's, you know. Sometimes there's not. There's, there's actually not because I, for an example, I had a customer the other day. Their credit score came up. It was 720. So that's the first thing I see, and I think, oh great, this is going to be an easy deal. Well, they've been on the credit bureau for two months. That's it. Oh. So it, you know, you have to. You can't just assume the number is great because there's also criteria where the banks want to see that you've been on the credit bureau at least 12 months with two different accounts that you've had revolving. So you can't just say I have a $500 credit card available to me. You have a 700 score, but that's not sufficient to say that you're credit worthy. They want to see that you've been using a bit more credit for longer. Picky, picky, picky. So picky. Um, 
<laughs> with all the various lenders you have access to, and you mentioned you have access to over 50, um, and you also mentioned that you, you tend to stick with a select group. Right. Is there times when you have a client, you know, whether it be a buyer or refinance, and you just think to yourself, you know what, a certain lender would not work for them for a certain you know reason, whether it be terms or... Yeah, every day. It's always something. Yeah, eh? it's every day, especially nowadays. It's a little tougher to get people approved, um, but with with all the lenders, you know, there's there's you know, say six or seven that we use all the time, but there's quite a few times in a week where you have to use the one. Maybe you're only going to use once or twice a year because it might be something with the property. Say, like the property could be uh, really low value. A lot of lenders yeah. don't want to lend unless the house is, for example, at least a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. So say really? you had one. You know, you've seen them come through at sixty thousand yeah. dollars. Now my list of 50 banks went down to maybe three that would do that. Really? Yeah. And then if you add something else in there where maybe their credit score is lower or they have a commission job, say, you know, you get different factors yep, in yep. there that you're you're really putting your pool down. And, and really in Windsor-Essex, we have a lot of homes under $100,000. We do. It's yeah. not uncommon. And there's a fair, not a fair amount, but there's some lenders in our province that will not lend in Windsor because our property values are on are the lower low. range. Really? They have a They have a minimum mortgage amount. And and uh, they they want to stick to it. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Um, what costs typically for a buyer are are associated with with mortgages? With purchasing a yeah, home. Yeah. Purchase. Yeah. With purchasing. Well, there's two different scenarios. So the first would be first time home buyers. Mm-hmm. So the first time home buyers do not have to pay land transfer tax. And that's yes, been a rule for huge. quite a long time. Yep. I, I'm assuming that's going to stay around for for a bit. So legal fees, which we have an election on Monday, D. (laughs) (laughs) That plug in there, right? (laughs) Um, So so it's in for a few more days. Yes. Um, The uh, first time home buyer, you know, the lawyer's base fee plus the general disbursements you see, which would be title insurance and all the searches the lawyers do, that's about fifteen hundred dollars. Then there's a few taxes on top. So I tell my first time home buyers, you know, make sure you have at least two thousand dollars available. Yeah. Now, if we have someone buying a second, you know, home or it's, it's not their first, we have to add land transfer tax, mm-hmm. which is based on the purchase price. So, um, you know, that can put somebody up $700. It can put them up 3000 more. Yeah, it can be a big difference. Yeah. It can be a big difference. And the um, land transfer tax, too, I wanted to mention because yeah. it's a quite a misconception because sometimes you do see a first-time home buyer that are buying in the higher end. The land transfer rebate is only up to $2,000. Oh, so when we, you tell a first-time home buyer, you yeah. don't have to pay. Yep. And then they say at the lawyers, "Oh, I had to pay nine hundred dollars," you know, because say it was twenty nine hundred. So yep. two thousand is the maximum that they get rebated. Interesting. Okay. Um, bankruptcy. If someone's gone through a bankruptcy, we often have people call and say, "Dan, I want to buy a house, but I've gone bankrupt a few years back." Yeah. What are the What are the rules? Well, that's a good question because when someone's going through a bankruptcy, I, I find you know in all all my experience that the bankruptcy trustee they're not completely forthcoming with the rules they say oh, don't worry you can get a mortgage again after two years they don't tell them all the things they need to go through to get a mortgage so yeah. if you've had one bankruptcy you can get a mortgage again once your bankruptcy has been discharged for two full years but during that two years we also need to see a new full year of reestablished credit with at least two accounts so that can be tough to get someone to give you your first piece of credit. No kidding. So, you know, I have I have a little set of rules of things that I'll advise people to do if you went bankrupt. You know, I'll give them a schedule. And the next year, I want you to do this. Certain cards that are easier to get than others. Um, if we have someone that's gone bankrupt a second time, which we're seeing more now, those bankruptcies pop back up on your credit bureau and they stay there for 14 years. You're not getting a mortgage. Wow. 
Yeah. Very interesting. And and the uh, key thing on having a bankruptcy, if you had a house in your bankruptcy, mm-hmm. the, those rules don't apply. It's almost impossible to get a mortgage, even if you've had one in bankruptcy, if you let a house go in it. Wow. Yeah. For for at least until that bankruptcy disappears off your credit bureau, six years. Could probably do a whole show just on that, couldn't we? You could. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's take a quick break here. Uh, we have when we get back, we'll talk more about rates uh, and amortizations, and I've got so much more we want to talk to you about uh, mortgage terms and transferring a mortgage and you know refinancing. So we're going to talk about all that uh, right here on the Dan Gemis Real Estate Show. If you have any questions, you want to ask Deanie uh, live on the air five one nine seven nine two two five five nine. It's five one nine. 792-CKLW. Lots more to come right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us this morning. In studio with me is Deanie Steubing, mortgage broker with Mortgage Intelligence. We've been talking about mortgages. And uh, before we go to break at the bottom of the hour, Deanie, let's talk about um, purchase plus improvements a little bit. It's something that you're seeing uh, you're seeing quite a bit as of late. Yeah, purchase plus improvements are a great idea. A lot of people don't know about them. Um, so when you're when you're buying a house, if there's anything that the house may need in uh, with work, say yep. example, it needs a new roof or a few windows, you have a buyer that's going to shy away from that house. You can suggest to them do a purchase plus improvement. So we're allowed to add up to twenty percent of the purchase price to the up to purchase. Twenty? I thought it was ten. Well, CMHC is ten, but we have okay. Genworth, the okay. alternative insurer, who is twenty. So they allow up to twenty percent to a maximum of $40,000. Okay. Um, so assuming that that customer can get approved, there's no reason why they couldn't go to Gemworth. We can go up to 20. So the way it would work, mm-hmm. let's say you had, we'll make the numbers basic and easy. If you had a $100,000 house, we can add up to $20,000 in quotes. So if you added a full, t- for our, our sake, that purchase price becomes $120,000. Okay. So then your down payment, if it's 5% down, is 5% of the 120,000. Yeah. When the house closes, you get the money to close the house, but then they have the lawyer hold that extra $20,000 until all the work is done. So ahead of time, your customer would provide us with quotes. Say they give us a quote for roof and windows, it's $20,000. They have to get that work done as soon as possible. As soon as it's all done, then we release the money. Obviously, the lender doesn't want to give the money without the work being done. That's right. And they they do a check initially to make sure that the work's being done improves the house's value. So most stuff does. You know, what wouldn't work, say, if they were doing a landscaping or putting in a pool. Yeah, it has to to add value to the property. Yeah, of course. Um, Let's talk a little bit. We've got uh, 90 seconds. Let's talk about, not much time, but let's talk about uh, CMHC and and insurance on a home. Yes. So if you have less than 20% down, by Canadian law, your mortgage has to be insured by CMHC or Genworth or Canada Guarantee. Mm -hmm. So we have three insurers in Canada. Um, You pay a premium for that based on your down payment. So during the approval process, the bank approves your mortgage. Then CMHC has the final say. They approve the customer and the property as well. Yes. And and we often have to remind our clients because, oh, no, the bank says I'm fine. Well, wait, they have to check with CMHC first. That's right. Because the pre-approval is the bank saying we'll do it. Yes. Assuming CMHC does it. Yes. So you have to know enough when you're looking at a deal. Will CMHC approve this deal? And there's times when they don't, isn't there? Yeah. Not often, but it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When we come back, um, we're going to... To get back into rates because rates are, you know, we, we've I've been saying for years and you've been saying for years, yep. they're not going to get any lower. <laughs> no, three point five percent. This is it. Hurry up, lock in for forty years. Right, and um, here we are. And here we are. Yeah, two point five nine, two point six nine. Yeah. It's just absolutely crazy. So we come back. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about, um, you know, refinancing, which is huge right now. 
um, and lots more. Okay, yeah. so I'm here with uh, Dini Stubing from uh, Mortgage Intelligence in studio live, and uh, we have lots more to come right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. In studio with me today is Dini Stubing, mortgage broker with Mortgage Intelligence. We're talking all about mortgages. If you have any questions, you can reach us in studio, 519-792-CKLW. That's 519-792-2559. You can also uh, find all the audio from every show we do, uh, as well as video. Uh, we have cameras in the studio. Uh, you can find them all on our website, danjemis.com. Our website's been launched a week or two weeks now. It's uh, an awesome website and lots, uh, lots of material, and it's nice and easy to find everything there. So, Dee, let's talk about um, rates. So, like we said before the break, you and I have been talking for years about how you know the rates aren't going to go any lower, so yeah. hurry up and lock in. <laughs> and here we are. They've yeah. gone lower. They've gone lower. And and today I sit there and say they can't go much lower. And who knows if next year we'll be sitting here and they'll yeah. be lower. Um, but you know you're we're under three percent now. The lowest uh, that we we've had. It's starting to creep up a tiny bit, but nothing where it's shocking. Yeah, we're like at two fifty nine for a five year fixed. You know a five year variable right now. You're two percent two two zero five. Those are going up a little bit, um, or or we're losing the discount on the variable a little yeah. bit. We've lost that a bit. Um, but like you said, I, I have customers I've sat with five years ago, 10 years ago, and they think I'm just giving them a repetitive speech where I say, <laughs> try to pay this off extra because you're never going to see these rates again. You and know, here we and, are. And here we are, as low as they've ever been in history. You know, I have um, a rental property in LaSalle that you did for me years ago. Yeah. And it's at a variable rate. It's under 2% right now. See? Yeah. Under 2% right now. It's yeah. just it's just incredible. Um, give us the difference. What's the difference between fixed and variable rates for those who don't know. Well, the fixed rate, you know, you the most common one is a five-year fixed, which means your rate is not going to stay, it's not going to change for the five years. Yeah. We can get a one-year fixed up to a 10-year. Um, the 10-year is pretty high right now. Too many, you know, you don't usually see that. But the variable product is is quite popular as well. And that, you can get a five-year variable, but that rate has the ability to fluctuate. So the government mm. meets every six weeks to see if they're going to change the prime rate. Um, it hasn't changed hardly, you know, in three years. Yeah. I think it's changed once, once or twice. It's done a few drops, um, but nothing is guaranteed. So when the economy does start getting stronger, specifically you want to watch in the U.S., when the U.S. starts, Canada will follow. That prime, there's no limit to what it could go up. It could go up every six weeks for a year. It might go up once, twice. It could come back down again. So it, it really fluctuates. You have to be... Um, you have to be pretty comfortable and able to sleep at night, not not in a position where your mortgage is too large that you can handle, that you're worried about your payment changing. You know, we did an interview not long ago, um, and they talked about the stat is if the rates were to go up, um, I forget the number now, nine, or one out of 10 people, no, it was, I forget the number, I should have the number in front of me before I go on the air with it, but wouldn't be able to afford a $500 jump in mortgage rate per month. $500 a month would be a double for a lot of a people. Mortgage huge, rates eh? are so yeah. low. A yeah. lot of mortgages, $100,000 mortgages under 500 a month. So that, that would be a double payment. I've heard in the past um, that the mortgage rates should be, you know, somewhere in the six-ish percentage well, yeah, range. Is the, that, does that make sense yeah, to you? Well, the government's target is actually seven and a quarter. That's their target wow. of where they want to get prime back to. And that... It, that leads back to you know when September 11th happened all those years ago because yes. that's where it was and it dropped dramatically and they've had so much trouble getting it back up ever since. So that is their target. So prime today is 2.7. So to, to go from 2.7 to seven and a quarter, that's that's a triple, right? 
So in the 80s, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about your your probably young for this, Dan, but <laughs> you'll hear people talk about mortgage rates went to 18, 20%. Yes. That was just a double for them. So for us to actually hit seven, would if it went suddenly, would be would be a huge payment shock for a lot of people. It'd be a problem. Yeah, it would. So I, I think that, you know, the, and the government has a lot of history now on that, on those past experiences. They're not going to let it go like that. But it could be a gradual increase when it gets strong enough. You know, we I think it was 2005 or six, we did get up to the sixes and then it came back down again pretty quick. So it can't up there. In your opinion, how do mortgage rates affect the market? What what is what do you, what do you typically see? Well, in my first ten or fifteen years of my career, they affected it hugely. If mortgage rates went down, the uh, house prices went up pretty easily. Well, two thousand and you know seven, eight, and nine, when the markets were were pretty poor, it didn't happen. Mortgage rates were were going lower. But house house prices were not going up because of all the other factors going on in the economy. Yeah, you know? in the market today, uh, I know we deal with it quite a bit. You have a lot of rate shoppers, right? Yes. So people that don't care what the terms are, they just want the lowest rate. Yeah. What do you say to those that that come to you and say, "Dini, you know, what's the lowest rate you can get us?" Yeah, well, there, there's another hour for your show. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, before it was always everybody wanted rate. You know, the banks were all pretty competitive. Now, now it's not like that anymore. So the government did come to the bank a few years ago and said, okay, you guys are kind of on your own. You can change your rules like you want as far as penalties and privileges on a mortgage go. Try to be competitive, but you can go on your own and do what you want. So when someone comes to me now and says, what's your best rate? My first thing is you should be asking me what's my best mortgage Yes. because they're not all the same anymore. You know, even your basic, you know, five or six banks on the street, they're so different in the way they calculate penalties um, a lot of, you know, I don't want to mention names, but a few banks, they don't even have an escape clause. You can't even get out of your mortgage now unless you sell your house. You're and kidding. And people don't know to ask that. They don't realize. They go in there and say, what's your best rate? The bank will, will match a rate that we can get when they never used to be able to. Yeah. But they're taking away a lot of other privileges that the customer doesn't know about. Wow. Um, is, is it possible, and you have a lot of people that just go, go direct to their bank for a mortgage. Yeah. Is it is it possible to negotiate a rate with your bank? Um, um, you know, generally they can, as long as the bank's not starting off giving them their lowest. Yeah. And they typically don't do that. You know, they the, there's a big spread between a bank's posted rate and their discounted rate. So a, a posted five-year rate today at all, all the banks, I think it's four sixty-nine, and but we, really we can get two sixty-nine, so it's two percent off. So when that person walks in the bank, if the bank's you know, if, if they're a customer that has a lot of money invested, the bank might automatically give them their best. Yeah. But if not, they'll try a little bit higher. Why such a big spread? Why, why would they advertise four point whatever? Well, when... that's just their posted rate, right? The the getting getting the 269, that's become just to be competitive. They're trying to get market share. Jeez. Kid, pe- I say kids, but people nowadays, you know, they're very competitive. Everyone's on the internet. Yeah. And, you know, years ago, people walked into their bank and got what, just took whatever the bank gave them because it was their bank. But today, it's different because, you know, the, the new generation, or even, all, all the whole generation, everyone's on the internet, everyone's searching. So they have to be competitive from the get-go. And rates aren't everything, are they? So, and, and leading into that, we talk about rates, but essentially, there's mortgage terms that are also very important. Let's talk about that a little bit. So the uh, important terms, especially for people that are in their first house, because they're more likely going to sell in a few years, is their their penalties. Yeah. So penalty calculations are very confusing. 
Um, even <laughs> even people that work at banks, a lot of them don't even understand. I'm a realtor. I don't understand them. Right? It, yeah. Really? Yeah. My, so, my, my mind is always, I just call your mortgage person because I can't figure it out. Right. Truly. Yeah. So the banks, there's you know, there's a clause where a normal penalty is three months interest or interest differential, whatever is the greater of the two. Mm-hmm. The difference is, is the way the banks calculate interest differential. And that's something that the, the average consumer just doesn't understand because it's not being explained properly. Yes. So, um, you know, that's the most important feature on a mortgage because you want, for, for yourself as a realtor, you want your customer, if they want to sell their house in three years, you want them to be able to afford to. You don't want them to have a $15,000 penalty instead no of an $1,800 penalty. No kidding. Um, let's, let's talk about amortization a little bit. So... Uh, Back years ago, we saw, was it 40-year amps? 40, yep. Um, went down to 35, 30, and now we're at 25, we're at 25. max, correct? We're at, we're at 25. Well, if the mortgage is CMHC insured, which means they have less than 20% down, the maximum is 25 years. There are some banks that will let people, if they have 20% or more down on their house, they'll let them go. Most of them are 30 years. There's a few that will do 35 as well. Okay. So the longer the amortization is, the smaller the customer's payment's going to be. Yes. So, which is meaning that's how many years it would take to pay off that mortgage. Um, but obviously you're you're paying much more in interest, um, right? Yeah, uh, a, a higher a, portion of your payment's going to be going towards interest. Yeah. Um, there's also various different types of uh, payments. So you can do a monthly payment, you can do biweekly, you can speed up the payments. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, so you can do... Um, all mortgages are registered monthly, but you have the option to accelerate them so that to pay them faster by paying them either weekly or biweekly. Um, there's also the option to go semi-monthly. You know, some people are on pensions or get paid, you know, the first and 15th of the month. You can line up your mortgage payments to with your pay, but it is better to pay your mortgage accelerated weekly or biweekly. Okay. You take off generally yeah. about five years off the top by doing Which that. Which is huge. Yeah. Right? Um, if Once you're approaching your... If you're on a five-year fix, for example, once you're approaching your your five years, the banks sometimes will call you and, and try and get you in there to, you know, right to to entice you to, to sign up again. Right. What do you recommend at that point? Should should they be doing that? Should they be going, or should they be calling you and saying, "Hey, before I renew, Dini." Yeah, you know, you, then they can always start uh, locking in rates four months before. So I will tell you that I believe it's seventy percent of Canadians will automatically sign their mortgage renewal without even questioning the rate. The banks wow. know this, so a lot of the banks, even the ones that I use that give us the best rate from the beginning, at renewal time, they'll offer a higher rate because 70% of the people will just, we'll just sign, sign and it. send it back, even if we're sending them letters and calling. And then the other 30, when they see, okay, they haven't sent the renewal and the banks will call and offer them the better rates. So when your renewal's up, you need to check around. You don't just assume your banks, because they gave you the best deal five years ago, doesn't mean they're going to give it to you today. If someone comes to you today and says, Dini, what do I do? Do I do I get a fixed or do I get a variable? What are you recommending right now? Um, it depends on the customer. So, you know, because variable is uh, it can fluctuate, we, we want... Um, we, I have a list of who's a good variable customer and who's not. I Someone that's at their maximum of what they qualify for... Fixed. There's not a good variable customer yeah. because they're not going to be able to handle any fluctuations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone that has a smaller mortgage, maybe they're, they can see, you know, 10 years from now they're going to be done. Their mortgage is getting on the smaller end. They're, they're a great variable customer because they can handle any fluctuations, but at the same time take advantage of having a lower payment now or, or not even a lower payment, having a lower rate. Yes. Making their payments higher and yes. taking that 10 years down to seven years. Wow. So it really depends on the customer. It depends on the right? customer. And, and But I'll tell you one of the new changes. If someone is taking a variable, the banks make us qualify them as if the rate is more than double. 
to try to protect them. Okay. And again, that's I I can see it makes that difficult, you know, for for you. But it does. I, I see why why the government is doing that. It, right. it makes sense. Um, let's talk a little bit about transferability. So again, you mentioned uh, if someone's looking to, to move on in, in a couple of years, in a few years, and it's funny in our industry, in the real estate industry, we're seeing more and more of that. The the uh, generation, you know, the twenty to forty year olds, they're moving every few years. Right. You know, it's not like our parents where uh, they were they bought a house at. 18 years old and yeah. they've been there for 60 years. Yeah. We don't see that anymore. People are moving often. They want to get bigger and bigger. Um, and they want to get bigger and bigger. So transferability is an important uh, thing to consider, isn't it's, it? It's an important feature on a mortgage. Um, you want a mortgage that's, port. we call it portable, that yes. you can move it from one house to another. Yes. The Another key factor though, again, that people don't realize, and this is one thing some of the banks are taking away, is you, you want it to be portable, but you also want to have the ability to increase and blend that mortgage when you move it. So the banks will let you port that mortgage, but only let you bring the balance. So if you need, you know, you're generally moving up. So yes. you say if you need another $100,000, you don't want that on a second mortgage on a higher rate, or you don't want to be forced to pay your mortgage out. So you want a mortgage where you, you're allowed to port it, but you can increase and blend your rate as well. So that way you're not paying a penalty. You're keeping your old rate that might be better, and you're just blending the new money that you're And there's getting. lenders that are not allowing that. Yes. Wow. It's a new, it's been the last few years we see that. So when I when someone comes to me, like your earlier question, and says, what's your best rate? I say, you know, you want my best mortgage. You want an old-fashioned mortgage. An old-fashioned just where maybe like in the last 10 years, right, not 30 years ago. So you want a mortgage that you can move, that you can increase, that you can pay out if you want, that you can refinance it early if you want. You know, some mortgages you can't even get out and refinance. So you want a nice old-fashioned mortgage. What happens if... Um I want to slap an extra amount of, you know, some, some spare change on a mortgage uh, in the middle of my term. How does that usually work? Um, well, depending on the bank, some those that's called your prepayment privilege. Yep. So, you know, the best ones, you can prepay 20% a year, any time in the year you want. Yep. The worst one would be you can pay 10% a year only once on your anniversary date. So hmm. you want the flexibility if you have the money available, you know, that you can put extra lump sums. You can also double payments or even increase your set payment. All those extra payments would come right off your principal and your mortgage. Wow. So with, with the best banks that we have, you generally could pay your mortgage off in about three and a half years completely by using your prepayment privileges. Isn't that something? Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Still waiting for that lottery win. <laughs> That's fair change. Yeah, still, yeah, still waiting for that lottery win. I didn't win uh, this weekend. So, okay, let's let's take a quick break. We have lots more to discuss here on the show. When we get back, um, I want to discuss refinancing um, okay. a bit uh, more in detail, okay? So lots more to come right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. We have Deanie Steubing, a mortgage broker with Mortgage Intelligence in the studio. Keep it tuned right here on AM800. Welcome back to the show, everyone. In studio with me today is Dini Steubing, mortgage broker with Mortgage Intelligence. We've been covering uh, anything and everything mortgages this hour. Now let's talk about uh, refinancing, Dini. Um, why should someone consider that? Um, there's generally two reasons people refinance. Um, the first would be just because they want to get a better rate. So yes. you, we could have someone today maybe has a year left on their mortgage, um, they're at, you know, 389, <gasps> which was great at the time, right? <laughs> but they say, they'll call and say, you know, is it worth me paying a penalty today and get 259? Yeah. And, and whenever generally there's a three quarter percent difference, it is. So okay. assuming, assuming they have a bank that had a reasonable penalty, um, we can take them out. I'm sure you've seen people that, you know, signed a 10 year, uh, mortgage <laughs> back 
you know, seven years ago, and they're sure. probably somewhere. A lot of my in customers. The, yeah, and they're probably somewhere yeah. up there still. I, I hope they've changed by now. Have you called them? They, I've called them all. <laughs> they they were a big opportunity a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we had people we were locking into six ninety nine on a ten year. Everyone was jumping in and going crazy because they were going back up at the time, right? They were going to be back up to ten. So you know those. <laughs> people that we convinced to do the 10 year seven eight years ago wow so you know we've definitely taken them up by now oh my goodness but the other reason to refinance yeah. the most the other common reason we see is for people needing to take equity of their house to pay off debt yes so you can have you know obviously credit card debt so high 20 yep. percent in yep. general or even credit lines credit lines are so hard to get rid of um, so they'll say, you know, can and we credit refinance? credit usually 6 7%-ish, usually? Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. some, you know, you, see, you even see some lower, but okay. if they're twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000, you know, the way they compound the interest on those, it's really hard to pay them off. Yeah. So it's some, you have to finally just break down and pay it off in the mortgage. Um, and that can be done assuming someone has enough equity in their house. So that was another government change a few years ago. We used to be able to go up to 95% of someone's house value mm-hmm. to refinance their, their mortgage or, or all their debt. Yeah. Now we're cut back to 80. So for wow. the last few years, we haven't been doing a lot of refinances because house values had dropped in Windsor. Yep. Now that they're going out, they're going up, there's a nice spread. So we're, we see, we're seeing more refinances where people can fix up their house before they sell them or do additions or just pay off car loans, things like that. Any tips? We've got two and a half minutes left for anyone who's had credit issues um, or who's right there. They just need, you know, a bit more points on their score. Yeah. What can they do to kind of... Well, the, the biggest piece of advice I have is stop listening to people that you work with and on the street about how to fix your credit. Yeah. Come and talk to someone like myself that... that is professional and knows because we see someone come in and their credit is just wrecked because you know the guy that works next to them next to them gave them bad advice so that that's most that is seriously most common um, but important for your credit you always want to have at least two pieces of credit some people will close everything thinking that we should we have too much credit we close yeah. it then you hurt yourself so you want to have at least two pieces of credit you always want to try to stay keep your balances under 80% of your credit limit. So the closer you get to being at your limit or even going over your limit, you can drop your score 100 points. So you don't, you want to keep wow. under your your limit. And then of course, paying on time. Is it bad that, and again, I've heard this on the street, is it bad to have a credit card with zero limit, uh, zero um, um um, dollar like zero um, balance no. on it no as long as as long as it's an active revolving card okay so it's it's perfect to have my the perfect scores that I see people will have two or three credit cards available to them but they have zero balances okay so as long as your credit line or your credit card is open and you're able to use it it's yep. going to report on your bureau okay yep. um, last but not least mortgage life insurance is it a good thing to do or is it not uh, mortgage life insurance is a good thing to do especially if the customer doesn't have any other insurances in place. Yeah. So mortgage life insurance, you know, depending on your mortgage amount and or your age, some I have some customers that are cost them eight or ten dollars a month. So you know, you're, you, it, it, you yeah. just never know what can happen. Um, sometimes someone can have too much insurance, where they have you know policies at work and a couple of personal policies. Yeah. Well, you don't need a small one, an extra one for your mortgage. But if you have nothing, it's pretty inexpensive. Listen, this hour has flown by. We're going to have to do this on a regular basis because we've got lots of questions to get to and we're out of time. Yeah. So unless I take Kara's hour, Sunday morning live, she might not, she'll be happy. Maybe she can sleep in. Um, How do people get a hold of you if they have questions? Um, If they'd like to call me, my uh, office number is 519-250-4966. Okay. Or they can go on my website. My email is there as well, which is dinistubing.ca. 
and all her information is on our website as well. You can find it danjemis.com and go to the People We Trust section. Jeannie's info is all there. Thank you for coming in Thanks this morning. Thanks for having me, Dan. Back to bed you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll be, back, we'll be back right after this. Well, there you have it. Another Sunday down. It was uh, great to have you along with us today on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Uh, lots of uh, cool stuff coming up next week. We'll get back to our um, our question of the week segment. If you have any questions, real estate questions, uh, mortgage, um, legal, home inspections, anything about the real estate transaction, email them our way, dan at danjemis.com. Don't forget, you can find all of the shows, all the past shows uh, on our website, the audio along with the video. We have cameras in studio with us, uh, unfortunately. So we have to wear, Dini laughed as she replied to the email yesterday. She said, okay, I'll be there in my pajamas. Don't mind. I said, oh, don't, FYI, we have cameras. Okay. So you're looking all uh, all dapper today. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, you can find all that stuff on our website. We have uh, the radio show sec- uh, section there on the website, danjemis.com. And don't forget, if you are thinking of selling, the Dan Jemis team would love to help. We'll come out there and get you a, a home evaluation. Absolutely no obligation, no charge. Uh, give us a call, 519-566-5565. Again, 519-566-5565. And all our info on our website, once again, dan at danjemis.com. Now, Jemis is G as in George, E, M as in Mary, U, S. Okay? There you have it. We'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of your weekend. You've been listening to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM800. If you've thought about selling or buying a home in the future, the Dan Jemis Real Estate team would love to help. Visit the team's website at danjemis.com or call the office seven days a week, 519-566-5565.